ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Worldwide, and very we are very sad today to, well, I shouldn't say sad, this is more of a celebration of life episode. Yeah. Jay Briscoe, who tragedy passed away last Wednesday in a car accident in Delaware. Uh, Marcus Williams broke the news to us because I had no idea what was going on. Uh, Marcus, can you tell us how you found out? So I was just perusing through Twitter. I was actually looking through Twitter for something else. I, I kind of forgot what it was. And it came off a Sean Ross Sapp post that someone else put up there that said, hey, RIP Jay Briscoe. I'm like, wait, what the hell? Like, what, what, what do you mean RIP Jay Briscoe? So I did my little research, like, you know, I'm very well in verse doing. And all of a sudden it said that you know, Jay Briscoe died. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then bits and pieces start coming out what really happened. And he was in a car accident. He didn't have a seatbelt on. The other driver, she died. Uh, his kids, they're still in a lot of pain from last time I checked. But it's like, I, like, I can literally say I don't, I didn't know that much about Jay Briscoe until maybe like five years ago. And really seeing the caliber of his work, it's like, Had Warner stopped being a dick, they could have had a certifiable star with the Briscoes. Oh, we're going to talk about them there. <laughs> sure enough, because I have some words for them. Jason, you have been an RH fan for many, many years. Tell us your thoughts about this. I got to meet Jay and Mark Briscoe back in 2004. The uh, when they were working the mid cards, they were curtain jerkers for Ring of Honor at the time. Um, they weren't, uh, they weren't, they wrestled as a tag team occasionally, but when I first saw them in Dayton, Ohio, they were, uh, they were wrestling singles matches. And uh, I was really impressed with them, uh, their skills. Uh, I knew how young they were, didn't, didn't really get to interact with them too much that first time but as i kept going back and i started working the ring crew for those uh ohio shows uh i got to i got to interact with with them more and more each time and i want to say it was 2005 or 2006 um after a show uh we tore the ring down and tore everything down and put it on the truck everybody was gone except for jay and mark they were just kind of sitting off into the corner by themselves and they, they kind of looked, you know, lost, like they didn't know what to do. So I walked over and talked to them. I said, Hey, uh, you guys got a ride. What you guys waiting on somebody? And uh, Mark didn't talk too much. It was Jay that always did the talking. And he looked up at me. He's like, nah, man, our, I guess our ride to the hotel left without us. And there was nobody else there except the guy that was driving the 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 storage truck for the ring. And I was like, "Well, I I know where you guys are staying at because I heard the guys talking about it. So I'll give you a ride up there, no problem. Don't worry about it." So they hopped in the car. We drove. It was about a thirty minute drive. 
had a great conversation. Mark was chilling out in the back. AJ talked. Great, very personable guy. Kept thanking me. Uh, offered me gas money. I was like, no, no, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. Glad I could help out. And uh, it was then that I learned that uh, they were chicken farmers. Because at that time, it was not broadcast. It wasn't part of their gimmick. Um, it was just something that they did when they weren't wrestling. And we got to talking about it. And I was like, I know you guys were off for a while taking a break, you know, work um, dealing with your injuries. So like, where did you guys go? What did you guys do? He's like, oh, we worked on the chicken farm. It's like, oh, wow. That, I didn't even think about that. So we chatted, I took them to the hotel, dropped them off. Um, they thanked me again. And after that, every interaction I had with them after that was great. Um, they remembered me uh, through those Ohio years, 2006, 2007. And then I went overseas. Being in the Air Force, I traveled a lot. I transferred to different bases. Went overseas for several years, came back, uh, ran into them a few more times. But, uh, yeah, they didn't remember me then. <laughs> I asked them, I was like, hey, do you remember such and such? I was like, oh, no, man, I've been hit in the head with a chair too many times. It's like, mm. I understand, understand. But um, just great guys all together, especially Jay. Um, always polite, respectful to me. And it, uh, it uh, hit me really hard. Like, I'll, I'll say I'll say this, and like I know a lot of us kind of get him bullshit for it, but can we give just like a little bit of kudos to Jeff Jarrett? Because a lot of people don't know that Jeff Jarrett actually gave the Briscoes their very first match back uh, in 2003. It was on uh, like a random episode of NWA TNA. And his, yep. they were both 17. And he was like... Yeah, they're wrestlers. It doesn't matter what age they want to wrestle. As long as they want to wrestle, they can wrestle. So I actually want to give a little kudos to Jeff Jarrett for that. That that without I think without him, we don't have the Briscoe today. I I, give, I mean I'm critical about the WWE most of the time, but I give him credit for mentioning Jay Briscoe's passing on NXT and on yeah. SmackDown. I give him kudos for that. Well, you talk about Jeff Jarrett giving them a start, a start of a career that got them 13 times ROH World Tag Team Champions. Jay Briscoe held the Ring of Honor World title twice. They held the six-man titles one occasion with Boy Ray. They, the re resume of both of these guys is off the chart. Jay Briscoe was ranked number seven in the top 500, PWA 500 in 2015. Yep. I mean, Next, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, I've seen the Briscoes in the ring and now the ring as well. They're phenomenal workers. Jay stuck out quite a bit because he would like Scott, Mr. Scott said, he was the more talkative one and I mean he was more I guess you could say the outgoing one and I mean 
like like that when he said that you know hey i'll give you some gas money that's that's briscoe that was that was him you know that's the way he was you know when he said that i like yep that's that's that that was them i mean i thought they were underrated they they were so incredibly talented take thought out of that they were they were they were yeah you got to get your start somewhere but once they got started they just steamrolled over in the business they were just overnight was like how the name started coming up every single night about the briscoes you know and i mean the name briscoe they got it and they just shoved it down everybody's throat because they were an incredible tag team and with the ring of honor you know with that that uh when the coronavirus went around and they turned around and they put jay it's mark that was a broadway match that was an incredible match and everybody wanted to see that you know and i mean it it was just crazy ring of honor i gotta give them props because it's more wrestling than anything else. It's more wrestling than there is promos. There's more wrestling than interviews. There's more wrestling than backstage, you know, dirt sheets. It was wrestle, 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 period. That's what I loved about Ring of Honor. But the Briscoes, they brought Ring of Honor up to the level it is now. Where they were the backbone of Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean. We called them the, the one of the five pillars of it. They were the ones that brought that Ring of Honor up. Because they're, they're, just their work alone was phenomenal. And they went out of their way as well. And I mean. My my heart, it you know, my <clears throat> prayers and thoughts to the Briscoes, my prayers and thoughts to his daughters, that I hope everything go you know they come back one hundred percent. Yeah, but it was you know they they were a name, and that name was well known. Yeah, I remember reading something, I think it was like two years ago. I, kind of remember it and they ranked as one of the top five tag teams in the past 25 years and they earned it they ranked as the greatest tag team to never step foot in wwe and they earned it like that that's just like having that much respect to say this team who was given and blessed the nickname Briscoes by Jack and Jerry Briscoe. They blessed them for it. Like, yeah, sure, you want to use it? Use it. Use the name. Just make it mean something. Oh, they did that. 
Oh, they made it mean something, all right. They most definitely did. I, I mean, they brought the Bristol name up higher, almost if if not the same label, but higher than the original Briscoe. Time tag team champions in Ring of Honor. And the resume I was looking at, that's that Ring of Honor, the 14-time tag team champions. They're IWCP. Former Impact champions, former HOG, House of Glory tag team champions, Game Changer Wrestling tag team champions on three occasions. I mean, it goes on and on and on. IWGP World Tag Team Champions. IWGP, you have RCW, Real Championship Wrestling. I mean, and so let me say this, Vic. I know when you when you started the show and you pulled me, you know, two years, two three years ago, something like that. Something like that. Time flies. You you would give me bullshit about you know the love I have for AEW and WWE and this that and the other. I'll I'll say this. This is one of those times where you give Tony Khan credit for doing everything he possibly could do to get the Briscoes on the air because he knew the potential that they had. This is that one time where you say, hey, screw AEW, screw WWE, screw Vince, Triple H, Tony. This is Tony's, this is Tony's baby. And the fact that he even said, yeah, I own AEW. But I want to own ROH too because I know that the people who work there are going to elevate the company up higher. The first people he wanted in the company of the new ROH was the Briscoes. He openly came out and said that the first people that I signed was the Briscoes. And Warner wouldn't put him Warner wouldn't put him on put him on dynamite. They wouldn't put him on rampage. So it's like. How could you not? That's like saying that the USA Network didn't want to put the Dudley Boys on on Monday Night Raw. But Warren's a piece of shit company. I, I'm saying that right now because did anyone read the fact that Tony Khan wanted to do Jay Briscoe's memorial after um, Dynamite, and they said no because slap fighting is going to be on. What the? And, that, and that's one of those things that. It kind of pisses me off today because it's like we know social media is everywhere. Hell, we're a part of it right now. <clears throat> At this one pillar in time, it's like what someone said 15 years ago, does it really have to be brought up every single day of the time? No. That's like saying what you said when you were when you were uh, a, hormo a, hormo uh, a hormonal ass teenager is brought up in your adult life. I'll mention I'll mention the fact that what's the first thing you saw last night on Monday Night Raw? Hulk Hogan who was put through the mud, through the ringer for things that he said years back and was blackballed by WWE, but they en they ended up bringing him back. This is no different. They had no reason to blackball the Briscoes from these these companies from something that he said in a what was it a tweet years ago like come on man this is stupid i mean it's just words 
work, you know, that goes with the saying, you know, sticks and stones it's, it's a, it's break a, my bones, but names will never hurt me. But it, it's kind of ridiculous because it's like, so a lot of, okay, a lot of people give the New Day go. The New Day was supposed to be at Raw, Raw on Monday. They didn't want to come because they knew Hogan was going to be there. <laughs> they, they openly said anything, any show that Hulk Hogan is on, they do not want anything to do with that show. And the New Day, actually the New Day are in the top three of the greatest tag teams in the past 25 years. So if you got a top three tag team and they don't want to be a part of a show because of one person, like you, you like come on y'all let's be adults like oh well we have an image to uphold you brought hulk hogan on the usa network where's your image please it's all about money that's all it is money it's not know who you, who you know it's who you blow and i mean i i understand that but it's like It's like the so would we disrespect Brody Lee if he said something a few years ago, and then all of a sudden it came back that oh well no we had, we gave him the memorial show but he had this tweet from a few years ago that we disrespected like I don't care yeah for those people that say like oh the tweets let's look at their history on Twitter. I'm sure you can find something that's frowned upon that they tweeted about. Everyone has put out a bad treat they wish they can take back. Everyone. It's, it's just, you know, you warn from it. And I know you say you know, it's all about money. And I know Jason can't agree with me. If it's all about money, how do you not want a tag team that has and even Dave Meltzer said it. We all know Dave Meltzer is just, he picks and chooses whoever the hell he wants. How could you not have a tag team that is a part of the greatest trilogy of tag team matches since the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian? How could you not want that? Bring up a point. I just feel because they didn't feel they could market them. I mean, that's that's the only thing I could think of. They see him as two, two backwoods rednecks, not like Steve Austin, but like, uh, I don't know if we can really market that. I don't know if we can get sponsors with that kind of material. That's the only thing I can think of. For all these 25, almost 25 years that they were in a business, for them to not get a contract with a big company, I, well, I, I've also heard that, that they were offered contracts in the past and they turned them down because of the travel. So that's another side of it. Also, who was you saying, how can you market them? How's this? You tell them you can write your own script, your own storylines, one with it, not having stuff written to about, you know, written for you. That's what I would do. Just say, I mean, let's go. Run with that, and the name themselves will get people's attentions, and that's money. But that's what makes the Briscoes worth something. Is like if you look at the Briscoes, they are their own storyline. 
There's nothing you can write about the Briscoes that'll say, hey, well, this guy does it. No, they'll tell you who they are. But, hey, you want to fight? Come down to the farm. We'll fight. I got yeah. no question. I got no problems with that. Like, okay, so Mark Mark is missing teeth. Jay has dreads. Who cares? It's it's the bad. It's the woods. It's the redneck air. It's rednecks. That's what them boys are about. That's what made them great. Yeah, but they did the they did the whole they did the same thing with Bray Wyatt, and all of a sudden we all love Bray Wyatt because of the backwoods game. Like yeah. that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. We wanted something. If you were gonna do something like that, plain a plain and simple. Oh, I mean, uh, Steve Austin came out as a total ultimate alpha redneck. He brought that up to Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff shot it down. He said it would True. not sell. McMahon took a chance because Steve told him, you know, Steve Williams told him, he goes, dude, I've got this gimmick. Or we're not, you know, black trunks, black boots, black knee pads, black wrist tape. This is my logo and all. And, well, we'll try it, you know, but if it flops, it's all on you. That's fine. All he said was three, Austin 316 meant I just whipped your ass. Then within 24 hours, Monday night, they had over 200 Austin, you know, Austin 316 signs in the arena. They had it right then and there. Vince knew right then and there that was it. That was the new era. That was the attitude era. And I don't know if they don't believe that the Briscoes, no, they're not Steve Austin, but they were still rednecks. And I think they probably would have went and ran WWE and they would have been tag champions for and quite a while. Their gimmick, their, their entire gimmick, said that they were rednecks exactly and we loved it what wait, what was the trademark slogan of the briscoes it was five simple words reach for the sky boy them five words are associated with the briscoes forever that's literally just the, who they are it sounds like it sounds like if you had a redneck best friend and he would talk exactly like that. That's exactly what he would say. I had a guy that I joined the Air Force with that looked and talked just like Jay Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> and like the fact that I, I want to say this. I do want to give Sinclair Broadcasting credit for taking a tag team wrestler and giving him the ball to say, hey, we're going to make you a world champion. And not only say, we're going to make you a world champion, 
we're going to put you in a feud with your brother yeah. on, one of the biggest, on one of the biggest shows in the company's history with one of the biggest main events in the company's history. And I remember that match. And it's like, when you have a match that you don't really know who, who you want to win because you love them both. Exactly. Yeah. And they went out there and they threw down like they did back when they were kids. Yeah. Their father even said, you know, once it's done and over with, you know, it's done. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. Exactly. Was and his words I, exactly to them. And that's why I've, I think I've said this to a few of my few friends of mine. I know this is hard to say, but I got to say it. Even though it'll kind of feel gimmicky, let 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 Mark go somewhere and be a world champion in honor of his brother. Let, just let him. I already thought about that. I mean, okay, you Mark Briscoe being MJF in AEW. I mean, I personally would say do it, bud. I would say do it. Money with the Ring of Honor title, the Ring of Honor World Title. You give him the championship back. Where's the harm? There's no harm. But I'm glad to hear that um, you mentioned before that the daughters who were involved were in a lot of pain. One of the daughters for a while that thought they thought she wouldn't walk again. And she she I heard that. Let me say this. I don't have kids. I I, I want kids. I I want them very big. You know that very much. Uh, That's part of the reason why I I initially left the show was to try to start my own family. What his girls went through, I I hope no child, no kid ever has to go through that. Like one of his daughters broke her neck. Uh, she had a C4, C, C6 fracture. So she has to wear a back brace for 12 weeks. She has to wear a neck brace for six weeks. The other one, she was, she was in such bad shape. They had to operate on her that day just to try to, Get the swelling on her spine to stop. Pressure. But the last report I heard though was the daughter that they thought was going to be paralyzed. She was regaining her lower. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not going to be paralyzed, thank God. But it's a scary thing, and it was a head-on collision. And to me, it sounds like the the woman who hit Jay Briscoe. I mean, she drifted in the other lane. That says someone was text messaging all over, doesn't it? Well, like I said, she could have been text messaging. Like this, I don't care. I don't care the reason. I know it could have been text messaging. It could have been good vehicle failure. It could have been. I really don't care. All I care about is she lost her life. Jay Briscoe lost his life. That's all I care about. I mean, that had to be like some other guy. I know that Jay Briscoe didn't have a seatbelt on, but that other woman did. So that if she passed away from this, that had to be. Hell of a collision. Well, the thing that I that I <laughs> what got my attention was the fact that they were driving large pickup trucks. Yeah, Chevy fifteen hundred and a Chevy twenty five hundred. So that tells you how serious that accident was and how hard they hit. 
to to do to do that much damage and kill kill those people when you're driving two big trucks like that. And I I know Jason can probably agree with me. The one thing I didn't want to see was a dispatch report. They put that dispatch report out a lot. And personally, like that was the hardest thing for me to read. Yeah. Like I I stopped halfway through because it's like if I go any further, I'm gonna cry a little bit. Because it's like it, it, it's too much that, that's too much pain to just look for whoever put the dispatch report out in the first damn place. That was just to me. That was, to me, that was disrespect. I don't know if that was like public knowledge. If it was, that's fine. But the wrestling newsletters and stuff like that out there, they should have left that one alone. At least that. What's the era of social media? You know, everyone's business is everyone's business is everyone's business, which is absolutely wrong. Some things should be, you know, left covered up. But nope. We gotta be cool, and we gotta be the assholes that showed. I, I fully am way met before I found out. You heard that, it here first, folks. Exactly. The first, like the last time I talked about the Briscoes before yeah. this incident happened, I was bitching about them, about how they were like, "Why are they gonna defend the RH tag title? It's been over thirty days. What the fuck are they waiting for?" And then you hear something like this, you it's kind of like, oh, shit. You feel like crap. Even though, you know, you had like a legitimate argument. But it's like, then, I want to defend the titles. I didn't want them to, one of them to get in an accident. And then I'm finding out what, what may happen tonight on Dynamite. And I'm like, if it happens, I'll watch it. I'll watch the whole damn thing. Like, yeah, Mark Briscoe's wrestling on Jay Lethal. Well, yeah. outside of outside of that, from what I'm hearing, Mark actually has Jay's tag title, and he's oh, going to just lay both of them in the ring. Oh boy! Oh jeez! I was I was thinking the other day what they're going to do with those tag titles. I mean, I was going to be okay if they got a if they said Mark Briscoe defend the titles himself. No. Okay. I mean, uh, it was like someone to replace. No. And when they drop the titles, have Mark Briscoe take the pen. So it won't be like, well, Jake Briscoe took the pen. You know? I, I would say this. If you're going to let the Briscoe tag team brothers go, let it go like that. Just Girls, calm down. Just let them relinquish it on their own. Because if you think there there really isn't any any other way well and there, and there's nothing more for them to prove in the tag team realm i mean they 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 did everything they did every, they set the bar so i think it would be the right thing for him to just lay him down and uh, like you said it right like they set the bar and i'll go so far to say this a lot of people think it's kind of weird for me to say it but i'm going to say it the Briscoes may have been the most influential tag team in the past 23 years. Literally. I wouldn't argue that. And as much guff as I give Vic about, you know, you know, the New Day and the Young Bucks and stuff like that, it's like 
I can't think of one tag team outside of probably the Motor City Machine Guns who have revolutionized what it means to actually be a tag team. More than the Briscoes, literally. Well, and going back to his singles run when he was world champion, he made all of his opponents. If you think about it, all the guys that he worked with when he was world champion, they're, they all became stars. They all went on to WWE and became stars. Adam Cole, he feuded with him over that title. Kevin Owens, they they tore the house down multiple times. Um Sammy Zane. Lethal. Sammy Zane as well when he was L. That's right. I mean, he wrestled them all. And I guarantee you, when those guys were going up and being evaluated for a possible opportunity in WWE, that's what they were looking at. They were looking at the film footage of their matches with Jay Briscoe. And that's what sold them. I'm surprised WWE didn't even treat like that. Like I, I, like, I, I kind of didn't want to say this to Jason because I can see in his face he's like really upset. The first person I thought about once the news broke was Finley. And I, and Jason, you know who Finley is. It's yeah. uh, Dex Harwood's uh, little daughter. Yeah. If you didn't know, Jay Briscoe is is Finley's godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like my heart, and I, I saw the tweet that Dax put out, and like I know Cash, Cash was hurt, and I know Dax was trying to keep it together for everybody. But like the first thing that came to my mind is like, what is Finley gonna think? Because the last time she saw her godfather was. When they had the dog collar match, that's literally the last time that he said that. Uh, that's the last time he really saw Jay. Unreal. And it's also interesting you, that Jay Briscoe's last match was a dog collar match. So was Brody Lee's last match, a dog yep. collar match. And I find it. Uh, I find it honorable that all these wrestling companies. Let's. I want to give New Japan 100% credit for their 10 bell salute. Uh, that's what really got me right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You stop a show, you bring all the entire roster out and get him a proper send off. And like I already knew when it came to WWE, they, they they couldn't they couldn't not acknowledge Jay Briscoe because I want to say a good thirty percent or so of the wrestlers in the company have fought Jay Jay Briscoe. Yeah, they had done many tours over there, so they were very well known with the. With the top brass of of uh, New Japan, and that's what that, I'm going to say. This 
in my heart of hearts, a lot of people are kind of figuring out this whole WWE sales situation right now. Honestly, just if he wanted to buy it, just let Tony Khan buy it. We're at a point right now in wrestling where everybody is acknowledging everybody else right now. We need to stop this whole little realm of, oh, there's WWE and then there's everybody else. Like, no, it's just all wrestling. Everybody's doing this together. Everybody is doing this together. And if Tony wants to buy WWE, that would be the catalyst for the, I want to say, hell, that'd be the breaking of the Berlin Wall right there. (laughs) If you think about it. If he bought WWE, that'd be the catalyst to break the Berlin Wall. We finally get to see all the matches we've been trying to see for the longest damn time. The Young Bucks and the Elite, I mean, the Elite will finally get their matches with the with the New Day. Everybody will start getting matches that they want to see and want to get. Because we're at this point in time right now in professional wrestling where, you know, it matters. Right? For example, the whole Brody Lee memorial ceremony. That still, to me, is the greatest wrestling show I've seen. Just on an emotional standpoint. And when you got an owner of a company, go out and buy a song. And he bought the rights to the song and said, no one's ever going to play this song. If you're going to hear this song, it's because I own it. I own it. Brody Lee's son owns it. That's who owns it. Now, with Jay, it's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, I know it's been a week, but it's like. It feels like longer. Yeah, it does. Like, as a wrestling fan, and I've been a wrestling fan since I've been three years old, as a wrestling fan. You look forward to the beginning of the year because you know what's coming. And you got Russell Kingdom coming. You got Full Gear coming. No, was it Full? Is it Full Gear? Oh, you got uh, Revolution. Revolution. You got Revolution coming for AEW. You got WrestleMania coming. You got the the night after WrestleMania. It's like hearing this, you kind of don't know what to really feel. Not a good way to start the year off. Yeah, tell me you are. Yeah, uh, Jay Briscoe is today is his 39th birthday, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And that's what really makes it even, that's what really makes it hurt probably that much more. It's like a guy that genuine didn't get to see his his little brother his little brother's national television debut because he died. Like, I I, I don't know what to say. I don't. I I, I don't. Right, part of me wants to watch Dynamite tonight because, hell, I've seen almost every damn episode of Dynamite. But then again, part of me doesn't want to watch it because, like, it's odd. I don't, I personally, I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know how he can muster up the strength to go out on national television 
and try to have a match a week after this happened. I couldn't do it. It was with Jay Lethal, who also knew Jay Fresco. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know, but, man. Like, like two friends, you know. Cool. Yeah, but it's, like, it's like the situation with uh, Owen Hart back in the 90s. It's like, yeah. When, you can when tell, Brett and Chris Benoit had their match on Nitro. Right. And you can tell, like, you can tell Brett didn't want to have that match. But that was the only... That was the only thing to keep his mind off of everything. Yeah. I can think of is Vince, if Vince McMahon was doing creative control over this match, you know there'll be like a run in. Someone would beat up Mark Briscoe and kick the tiles around and be like pounding their chest, you know? Right. I mean, that's that's a guy type of guy Vince McMahon is, though. Throw the belts in the trash. Yeah. I mean, the way his mind is, I don't know how he, you know, I mean, because when his, when Stephanie was pregnant, he was wanting to do a storyline that he was the daddy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I Vince, remember. I heard that. I, I did remember hear that. that. I remember so, that. And Vince, you know, Vince said that, and Stephanie's like, no. Dad, that I love you to shit. death, but I got to say no to that. Don't even think about it anymore. Then he turned around, well, let's let put Shane in there and make him the daddy. No. I mean, I might be from Kentucky, but, you know, come on. You know? Shit. I mean, get real. I mean, but that's what I was telling Vic. Like, I think we did an episode, one of the first few episodes of uh, Killing the Business. And I told him, it's like, as much guff and as much shit as he gives Tony Khan, you got to give Tony Khan credit because at the time when Cody was in AEW, Tony literally gave the Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody full reign for all different aspects of the company. The Bucks ran the tag team division. Kenny Omega ran the women's division. That's why it was so damn good. Cody ran, you know, the training while Tony handled, like, the main roster and, like, the main feuds and stuff like that. Vince, like, even right now, he's got, like, what, what, three, four lawsuits against him right now. Yeah. And it's like... I said a one. And it's like, no, he's got three. Last time I checked, he said he got three right now. And, like, my thing is, sir, we appreciate everything you've done. Step back, please. Because you're not helping. You're, you're, you're not helping. Because if it was uh, up to Vince, this whole storyline with the blood, the whole bloodline storyline would have never even existed. Yeah. All right. If it did, if it didn't, if it did exist, it wouldn't be as good. Uh, I mean, even if it did, like, I, I, I said this to KPG before. There should be no way in hell. I don't care how good he is. There's should be no way in hell Roman Reigns has not been pinned or submitted in a match in almost three years. There's no way in hell Triple H would that fucking good. 
Stop it. Triple H ran a company for five years, pretty much, on his own. He got beat. He got beat up. He got rock bottom through tables, stone cold stunned. He, he got angle slammed. He got everything under the sun. He got choke slammed off a of scaffolding and everything under the sun. At least he lost. There should be no way in hell anybody doesn't get pinned or submitted in almost three years. Ain't nobody that damn good. Now, stop. It's just like saying Shard Flair. Do you think she's good enough to be a 14-time women's champion? Yes, because the thing with Charlotte is that Charlotte, they're trying to compact Charlotte for what she is. Yeah, but... Nobody, nobody but they, will ever do what Ric Flair did. Nobody will ever do what John Cena did. But you got to know that she has a smaller window of time than to say, like, if it was David Flair or some somebody like that, she doesn't have a 40-year career. Yeah, but but she's a 14-world champion. She hit that strike within a within a 10-year mark. Ric yeah. Flair hit 16-time world championship in 28 years. Exactly. But you gotta remember, you gotta remember one one key factor though. If she got pregnant, then what? That's that's not a. I mean, Ric Flair could have should have or not should should have, but he could have stopped wrestling after that plane crash in Charlotte. Yeah, but he's Ric fucking Flair. Yeah, but this is Charlotte Flair. I mean, Becky Lynch, she gave birth to a kid. She's back now. Brie Bella gave birth to a kid. She wrestles for a period of time afterwards. Yeah, but you can tell it, it's Charlotte. You can tell when but Charlotte gets, when Charlotte. When Charlotte gets pregnant, she's done. That's yep. done. She's done. But why ruin the sport just to speed things up to make her happy? Because at the time, Vince didn't know what the hell he had. I told you before. Bailey, right now. Bailey, right now. The whole company should be centered around five women right now. Bailey, Sasha Banks, Oscar, Becky Lynch. I know Jason is shaking his head a little bit. I'm just shaking my head because of Sasha Banks. That and, ain't what And probably, I didn't say probably, that's what I'm saying, probably. Probably Alexa Bliss. Probably. No, I and agree with the other one. And the only reason I said Sasha and a lot of people kind of disagree, Sasha Banks has the possibility to be the best heel in the top, in the women's division. Her as a heel, I'd love her as a heel. I'd rather her be a heel than a face. Than a, than a, than a face. Yeah. Give me NXT Sasha. When she didn't give a damn, she was, she lived up to the boss nickname. Give me that one. Don't give me a 15-year-old girl just running around helping her friend Sasha on w on, on main roster. No. They did the same thing to Bailey, and what happened? We all can agree. Bailey was the greatest organic babyface 
woman that the NXT roster has ever seen. She got herself over just she got herself over just being who she is. And that's the same thing with you know this situation. Jay Briscoe got himself over being who he is. The major companies out there didn't want to see Jay Briscoe on national television. Didn't want to see Mark Briscoe on national television because of who they are. And guess what? Because because of who they are, they'll go down as one of the five greatest tag teams of all time. Literally. Yeah, I would agree. My top five goes just like this. It goes for for right now. It'll change. It could change, but it'll go right now. If I were to put five of the greatest tag teams together right now, through my 35 years of life and my 32 years of being a wrestling fan, I go Dudley Boys one. I go Legion of Doom 2. Yep. Yep. I go The Hardy Boys 3. The Briscoes 4. FTR number 5. That's my top five right now. Yeah. Because we all can agree. Hell, the Briscoes made FTR better. Yeah, they did. And here's a small story that I I think, Jason, you probably may have known this. It's because of Jay Briscoe that FTR chose not to resign with WWE. Yeah, I heard about that. He's the one who literally told FTR, I guarantee you, if you take your brand, and really accent it, the money that WWE was offering you for three years, you'll make in a year. They came knocking on my doorstep. They came knocking on Mark's doorstep and offered us the same deal. First thing we said was, do we have freedom to be who we are? They said, no, we'll come up with some. And as soon as they said, no, no, thank you. We're done. We'll take our business elsewhere. You got to respect that. Uh, well, it's almost up to, we're almost at our time limit, guys. Any last thoughts? We um, lost a good one. We lost a good guy in the Briscoes. All I can say is, one, I hope he's in a better place. Two, I think this is the wake-up call wrestling needed. Like, wrestling has those times where they they have wake-up calls where it's like, you know, because of this, this is what makes the business better. 
because of this, this is what makes the business more uh, it makes the business more worth something. Now, Vic, I came to you with this idea for this show. And I will say this. If nothing comes from this, then I don't think anybody can move forward. Because if you look at it, every major death in wrestling progressed the business further. When Owen Hart died, it progressed the business further. When Eddie Guerrero died, it progressed the business further. This is one of those deaths where it's like it has to progress the business further. There can't be any, you know, BS and this, that, and the other. You have to give everybody a shot to shine. You have to. Because then you'll come into a situation where you have a tag team as gifted as the Briscoes. And no one in a major company, WWE, would give them the chance to beat themselves. Y'all know why we love Bray Wyatt coming back? That very first promo he did. He says, I'm not in character. This is just me talking. And you can look in his face and see yeah. he did not expect to ever come back. Yeah. And the fact that the fans willed him and the fans just bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. When's Bray coming back? What happened this past Monday on Raw 30? We all know what happened. That was Taker passing the torch spray. Yep. At this present point in time, I need these wrestling companies to understand that I'm going to say something that Jay Briscoe has said before. I think, uh, Jason, I know you heard it. Wrestling is big enough for everybody. Why do we have to divide ourselves from everything? Yeah. There's the indies, there's the semi-indies, and then there's the major, and there's the major leagues. But at the key point foundation of all that, there's just wrestlers. That, that's what I'm going to say. At this present point in time, I need all these companies out here to, to, to actually grow a set and give it, give people a chance. You give me things to think about. I mean, definitely. Well, my thinking about the sport. All I got to say is it was an honor to get to meet him and get to know him a little bit on a personal level. And um, it it sucks that I'm never going to get to see him in the ring again. Very sad. It's, wow. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today, talking about Jay Briscoe. Hard subject to talk about, but it's a good therapy session, I think. Good way to.
But thank you very much for joining everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This is Killing the Business Worldwide. God bless you, Jay. And we are all out. Take care, guys. Take care. Later.